doing more of what energizes you and less of what doesn't, you know, and it, and it kind of can be that, that simplified. This is Sue Freck, and I am your host of the Happy Marketer Connection podcast, brought to you by Vesta. Each week, along with my guests, other fellow passionate marketers, we'll explore engaging and inventive marketing strategies and toast brands and companies making impactful connections. Please kick back, relax, and join our happy half hour of marketing inspiration and positivity, and come away a happier and smarter marketer. This week's theme is Winging It, named after the book written by Emma Isaacs. For those of you who don't know Emma, she's not only a very successful entrepreneur, she also runs a global business called Business Chicks. I'll let Emma share more about Business Chicks and how it's reaching over 500,000 women globally. For 15 plus years, Emma's been talking to women about their lives, their challenges. She's really learned what holds people back and what propels them forward. She's worked with some extraordinary people, everyone from Sir Richard Branson, Elizabeth Gilbert, Ariana Huffington, Kate Hudson, and so many more. Emma is that type of person you want to be your friend, your business partner, your mentor, and of course, a guest at your party. This is the episode for anyone who has trouble letting go of their fears or control and know that it's holding them back. And you will really learn how you can get along and be successful by just winging it. So thank you so much for joining us for another episode of the Happy Marketer Connection. I am very excited about our guest this week, Emma Isaacs. Emma, what I love about having you as a guest is you check so many boxes. <laughs> you know, successful entrepreneur, fearless female leader. Um, you understand how to motivate, empower others. And of course, you're building a growing business and you're a mom of six. So I think you just check, you know, working mom, you check so many boxes for me. And I really just can't wait to dive in. And I just want to say for the listeners, a quick teaser at the end, we are going to tell you how to get a free copy of Emma's new book, Winging It, but more to come on that as well. So Winging It is the theme of my podcast this week, and we'll definitely dive into the theme in a minute. I do like to start with a quick icebreaker. So really, what you're so incredibly successful, highly motivated, what gets you up in the morning? Like, what does a typical day look like oh. for you? I would just love a little digging a little into the personal side. Oh, that's fantastic. What a great question. I'm so happy to be here. So thank you for the opportunity. What gets me out of bed? Well, right now, um, it's my youngest baby. He's three months old and he wakes up very, very early. So <laughs> I'm, I'm rising with the dawn and I'm um, feeding him. He um, is a gorgeous little boy and um, yeah, he's, we're all besotted with him. So that's what's getting me up and out of bed. Um, I always have one coffee a day so I cannot start without my one no one talks to me until I have my first cup of coffee um, but that's my mornings at the moment yes yes and you one one of six I don't know if those that don't know you you have as we say a half a dozen so you are certainly a working mom which I love and we'll get into that as, as well so let's just get some background business chicks I would yeah. love for you to share with everybody what's the mission what is the goal of your organization your business yes. Yeah, beautiful. Great question. So maybe we'll start um, and back that up a little bit so we can get to the story of Business Chicks and I'll try and be as abridged as I can. Um, but you've probably heard from my accent that I'm not um, from here, as they say. I yeah. was born and raised in Australia, in Sydney, Australia, and I moved to Los Angeles five years ago now. Um, so we love our Californian life. We see ourselves staying here for as long as um, the government will allow it, I suppose. But um, half my kids have American accents and the other half have Australian accents, which is really kind of cute. 
but a little bit about my career so far. Um, I suppose it's a little bit unique in that I actually haven't worked for anyone else before. So I'm, you know, an alpha entrepreneur. I started my first company when I was 18 years old and that was a, a huge, obviously, learning and foundation in so many different areas from marketing through to customer service through to just small business operations, if you like. Um, and that business was a recruitment company. So we placed temporary and permanent staff in, in various clients' businesses. Um, and I worked alongside my business partner to grow that business for uh, seven years. And it was a phenomenal um, experience for me. We won a host of different awards. We grew the business to be a company of about 40, 45 people, which was lovely. Built a great culture, um, built a great brand. But after about seven years, I got sort of the entrepreneurial itch to try something new. You know, I'm like, I've done this for a while now. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, and so I just think what else was out there. So a girlfriend invited me along to a networking event run by a group called Business Chicks. And my initial gut reaction to that was, uh-uh, no way. There's no way I'm going to anything that calls themselves chicks. I mean, that's the worst, <laughs> that's the worst brand I've ever heard of. You know, I'm a serious entrepreneur. I'm a feminist. I, I'm not going. There's no ways. And she said, listen, you need to get over yourself and you need to come along and, and experience this thing. So, you know, lucky for me, I took her counsel and I went along and I fell head over heels in love with this, this concept that I newly discovered. And, and to paint a picture back then, um, I was 25 and I, the way I'd built my company up until that point was through networking. You know, it was through investing time in meeting people. It was through investing time in building relationships. It was through the investment of people. And so I was really surprised and, and delighted to have discovered a networking event that I, I didn't know about. So much so that I ran back to my office and I passed around my credit card and I said, every single person here, let's become a member. Let's um, really get behind this concept. Let's buy some tables at the next event. And we did that. And at the next event, I heard the business was for sale. So I ran up to the lady at the end and I said, listen, I have no idea what I'm doing here. I have never run an event before in my life. I've never, I know nothing about running a membership organization, but I feel that something special is going on and I want to help. So again, long story short, about six months later, I was the proud owner of the business and, you know, we, we got to work. So essentially we're, as I said, a membership organization, we started off back then 15 years ago with 200 members. We now reach over 500,000 women globally in terms of our revenue streams. We make money off a paid subscription model. We make money um, pre COVID of course, but through about 110 live events, um, you know this, Susan, but for, for your audience, lots of our past speakers are incredible people like Sir Richard Branson, Ariana Huffington, Sarah Jessica Parker, Brene Brown, Seth Godin, who I'm sure you're a big fan of, and, and so the list goes on. So we've we've really built a beautiful um, offline events business in Business Chicks. We also have a great business-to-business uh, -business, um, you know, revenue stream, if you like, so brands approach us and sponsor our activities. Um, we have a magazine and digital content, so we've really, I've worked hard to diversify the revenue stream in the business, but essentially we're a membership organization making life better for women um, in both the US and Australia. I love it. I love it. So I'm so excited. Of course, I, I joined and I can't wait um, to get involved and I know it'll be in a virtual way at first, but who, who's the perfect um, member? You know, who, not necessarily perfect member, who should yeah. join? Who should join yeah. the organization? I love that. And, you know, we've really spent the last 15 years grappling with this and trying to interrogate our perfect customer because the truth is that our youngest member is 14 and our oldest is 78. So, you know, wow. I know I know you're a marketer and you're going to say, Emma, you need to get more clear of this, you know, but we, we 
we've thought about this so much and it's not necessarily a demographic for us. You know, it's more about a psychographic of the way people think about life and the way people think about business. And, you know, none of that has changed over the 15 years since um, I bought the business and have evolved into what it is today. And that's really about, it's people who kind of sit forward and are curious and want to know more and want more from their lives. It's people who are deeply committed to helping others and to um, understanding that we, you know, we can't win unless we all win. So we have sort of a, I suppose, an attitude of abundance, if you like. Um, it's it's people who want to get up to something and want to live fuller lives um, and want to have fun along the way as well. And, and we're curious and we're learners so you know it's that there's no perfect member it's really for people who want to experience um that positivity and optimism they want to meet other people who are who are similar to to them um and they want to learn and grow because that's what ultimately it's all about you know finding that growth through the education through the learning through the connection yeah i feel like you are my spirit animal you know you're saying all (laughs) the things it's i i'm uncomfortable with settling you know it's the constant learning and it's it's really the entrepreneurial spirit so to your point 14 up to you know 100 years old i mean i think it makes makes so much sense um i i just want to touch on the working mom i am such um a proponent you know such a fan of of people that can give you balance but what you've talked about is that you can't have true balance and i love that because i agree but your your own type of balance and you used an analogy can you just talk a little bit you have six children young (laughs) with the young the oldest is how old (laughs) yeah so they range my my oldest is 11 they're 11 9 7 5 3 and three months (laughs) yeah that's incredible so what what do you tell people you know you can't do it all you can't you know you can't have everything what what do you tell people when they ask you about work-life balance Yeah, I mean, I've always had an interesting kind of relationship with work-life balance, even before the term work-life balance existed, right? Because um, it it really is something that's only come about in the last 10 or 15 years, right? We we never used to talk talk about it. And I suppose me being an entrepreneur and always having my own companies, I've never really seen my workers work. uh, And I absolutely understand that's a complete privilege and one that I don't take for granted at all. But for me, there was just this always perpetual motion and, and, and a blend of work and life. And it wasn't as if I just sort of, you know, put work in a box and put play in a box and, and that's how it, how it all transpired. So for me, this kind of notion of work-life balance, I, I try not to think about it too much because what I think it does, particularly for women, is it leaves them feeling less than. So if you have this vision of always having to have these beautiful two scales and they've got to be perfectly tipped and balanced, you know, we, we are always left feeling, oh, I should have spent more time with the kids or, oh, I'm letting myself down at work. And so I really try and encourage people and, and encourage myself to kind of give up that notion that it's always going to be 50-50 and it's always going to be tipped perfectly. So, you know, I'm, I'm all about just having tough conversations with myself and, you know, being really, really honest honest and just trying to pay attention to, um, you know, the needs of my family and pay attention to the needs of the people in my business and, and what I need as well. So I, I, you know, I write about it in the book um, and we talk about it a lot. It's for me, um, the way I've been able to get to where I've been able to get and achieve any level of success is through focusing simply on my family and my business. And I know that that might be downplaying it a little bit, but, you know, I'm not out there doing much else. You know, I say no to so many things that come my way because I want to spend time with the family or I say no to things because I know I have to focus in my business at that point in time. And so whilst you might think, oh my gosh, she's doing it all. I'm here to tell you, I am not doing it all. You know, I'm a really, really great present mom when I'm, when I'm doing that. And I would like to think I'm a really, really great present leader when I'm working. And, you know, I I let the rest 
dissipate. You know, like I said, I say no to a lot of things and I'm very, very, very guarded of my time because I feel like time is just our greatest asset. And I think anyone who gets burnt out and worn out, you know, really needs to look at where they're spending their time and how they're spending their time and, and, and learn that beautiful art of saying, nope, I, I can't do that. You know, nope, I can't do that because, or not even a because, you don't even have to give an right. explanation. Like no can be a full sentence. Um, yeah, I think that's it's empowering. That yeah, it's empowering and we have to master it. And um, yeah, I just love that notion of kind of giving away this ideology of work-life balance and just doing more of what energizes you and less of what doesn't, you know, and it, and it kind of can be that, that simplified. Yeah. And I love that it ebbs and, ebbs and flows. You know, I love to paint and first, yeah, I traveled every week for my entire career and then all of a sudden the world shuts down and I did have more time. Now I don't know where it's gone because I'm still <laughs> home and I don't, but to your point, it ebbs and flows and I, I don't mm. paint right now, but I did in that moment. And mm. that was a priority for me because I said, I have extra time. How am I going to use it? But I love that. I, and, and let's talk about your book. Cause you mentioned your book. Let's talk about winging it. I yeah. love, you know, I only read the first chapter and I cannot wait to finish the book. So highly recommending it to listeners. But can you just tell us about what Winging It is about? Yeah, yeah, for sure. I mean, I think I named the book that because it's been the philosophy of the way I've lived my life. Um, you know, it's been the philosophy of the people I've attracted into my life. It's been the philosophy of the hundreds and hundreds of very successful people, whether they be business leaders or visionaries or entrepreneurs that I've been very blessed to spend time with and, and get to know and call personal mentors. So, you know, as I started to think about what made those people successful and looked at the themes within my life, you know, there, there were patterns that started to emerge and, and there were themes that started to, to come out. And really winging it to me is this whole idea of, you know, saying yes and figuring out as we go, you know, it's the building the plane while it's flying. It's really the idea of not having all the answers, but still progressing regardless. It's about this idea of trying to build self-confidence and, you know, back yourself into situations that scare you. It, it's about trying things for the first time. It's about giving up the need to control everything, because I think that when we overthink and when we overanalyze and when we try and control everything and tightly hold everything, um, it's not fun. You know, life is more stressful when we, we, we live off of these expectations of other people and expectations of ourselves. So really, I'm not sure if it's the Australian in me or what it is, but you know, I, I just want people to relax a little bit more and go with the flow a little bit more and enjoy themselves a little bit more and not be so caught up in this over planning and overthinking and over analyzing, which can lead us all to to stress, it can lead us to, um, you know, debilitating stress and, and the idea that we're doing it wrong or that we're not doing it as well as you or another person, you know, it, it, it's completely rooted in an idea of comparing and despairing ourselves constantly to others. And, you know, I, I, I know, and you know this because of your work, I mean, social media has given us so much, but, you know, I, I suppose winging it to me is coming back to some really kind of basic human ideals of just being kind to others and kind to ourselves and, and being a little bit more calm and, like I said, going with the flow. So that's kind of what, yeah, the book in a nutshell <laughs> is, gosh. <laughs> it's so true, but I think you also talk about the fear, the failure, because that is not only for myself, for so many entrepreneurs, particularly the female entrepreneurs, they don't want to fail. They're, they're holding themselves to a standard that may not be realistic and it's it's a process building a company is a process um you know and how how do you talk about someone that says i'm i'm afraid of failure like that is my blocker for it yeah for me. 
Yeah, absolutely. And and I share the same same fears. I've certainly had many failures in my career and in my businesses. And, you know, I'm I'm learning to to enjoy them a little more each time. But I, I think, you know, what I'd encourage people to see failure as is is a practice. You know, it's something that you have to practice. You have to practice over and over. And it might not be as grand as a huge business collapsing around you. It might be failure might be manifest in not saying what you wanted to say in a meeting or not you know, healing a relationship you wanted to heal or not being the first to do something you really wanted to do. So failures can, can show up in, in all areas of our lives and they can start small, but I think it's in the practicing. And the thing about failure is that it, it really does stop us from moving forward. You know, it keeps us inert, it keeps us small, it keeps us motionless. Um, and I, I love this idea of I said it before, perpetual motion, putting one foot in front of the other, trying things for the first time, doing little things, just, you know, testing out your courage so that, you know, you can get used to the, the feeling of, of newness and of perhaps making mistakes and, and failing. So, you know, I I'd encourage anyone who's super scared of failing just to start small and, and try it out. And again, be kind to yourself because we're all doing it. You know, that's another thing that I need to mention, Susan, like a lot of the people that I talk about in the book are expert, <laughs> the experts at failing. You know, I mean, you look at people like Richard Branson, who's one of my dear friends and mentors, and I don't want to say most of his businesses, but a lot of his companies have failed and he just has a laugh about it and moves on. He, he actually starts knowing that there's a high probability this is going to fail. Yeah, but it, but it wasn't always like that. You know, it took tens and tens of companies to, to wrap his head around that. But, you know, it's, it's the confidence comes in the doing, the, the courage comes in, in the being and, and, and the experience. So you're not going to experience anything great if you're scared and stuck in the idea of yeah failure yeah and i think to failure then you know learning but pivoting <laughs> we right. are right is this not the theme word for 2020 pivoting uh -huh. um i certainly had to you know we build online communities and it's been amazing how many people are online but i'm just listening to every single client and partner of ours is pivoting their business right now interested in building a home for your audience our Vesta solution powers online communities, giving your consumers a home for a world of engagement and connections. To learn more, visit us at vesta-go.com. What about your business? A live mm. events, hundreds ah. of live events a year. Yeah. What has happened on your side oh, of the world? Oh my gosh. Thank you for that, for asking. It's been incredible. You know, mostly it's been um, really, really challenging. What I've loved is being given the opportunity to return to my roots as an entrepreneur and being really, really scrappy, you know, really kind of dialing it back and saying, okay, let's whiteboard this. How do we actually make money, you know, and, and what are the levers we need to pull in order to, you know, turn on the taps and actually keep this machine going. Right. I mean, and that's, that was kind of day two, day one was, was the panic. And, um, you know, I'm very, very lucky in that I'm in a lot of ways living the entrepreneur's dream. I live in the U S the majority of my business is in Australia. I have a CEO in that business who is a very competent CEO and, and she does a great job of managing my, my company, but we sat down on the first day and, and, you know, had to have some really, really, really challenging conversations. One of those was with the people who, you know, are responsible for our finances. And I just had to say to them, give it to me straight. Like how, how many months of cash flow do we have left? How many months or years of cash flow do we, do we have? And, you know, when you, when you start from, from that kind of point and reverse engineer, it makes you really sit up a little bit straighter and start to hustle and, and figure out ways that you are going to navigate through a complete business pivot or model change. So for us, it definitely was um, taking our live events and 
producing them digitally. Um, did we have any clue of how to do that uh, pre-pandemic? Absolutely not. You know, and I remember and this is even a little interesting anecdote to, to share with you. You know, when I was in that conversation with the events team in the business, I said, does anyone know how to do this? And they also said, oh, no, no, no. And I said, okay, so we're going to have to figure out how to pivot our events online. And they said, okay, okay, well, let's, the team will take two or three weeks to figure out the software to do that. I said, no, 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 we're not going to do that. Here's what we're going to do. We, <laughs> a, we don't have two or three weeks. We need to be early adopters and get an event up live right now. So I went and, you know, got all the speakers lined up, invented a brand, got this huge first event happening without having the technology or without having the systems or without having the know-how of how to deliver this. But that kind of reverse thinking was um, was critical for us because it meant that we got an event up really within a week or 10 days of the pandemic starting. Um, you know, we were able to get 3,000 people to that event. It kind of set up the tone for the way the rest of the six months has worked, you know, and people know now our business chicks were first to do that. And now, we're, I mean, we're, we've always been seen as a leader, but as a marketing um I suppose, organisation, it gave us an edge. It showed people that we were innovative, we were innovating, we weren't scared, we were going first, we were fearless, we were courageous. And it was really, really beautiful. But you can see how the entrepreneurial scrappiness in me came out and said, no, we, we, we will put on an event and then we'll figure it out as we go. We'll, we'll figure out that that stuff can wait, like that's not important, you know. And we as a business are very, very led by our core values. And one of the core values in our company is to do the right work. And for me, doing the right work um, is something that the founder and their DNA has to propel forward always and has to keep aligning the team on track and saying the right work here is to, to get the speakers, get the event, get it all looking razzle dazzle and put it out and sell it because, you know, sales is where it's at. And you guys will figure out the back end as we go. And, and that's what we did and it worked beautifully. So, so that's, that's a little bit about our, our pivot. I mean, listen, I'm not going to tell you it's not been completely challenging. Um, we have had to recalibrate a lot of things we've had to um you know that we had to make some layoffs at the start which was absolutely not fun no leader wants to to do that um but it is the responsibility of any entrepreneur or, or owner to ensure the viability and the health of the business so that the other jobs can remain safe um but that wasn't fun um and you know i i think what i've learned from this time is just to communicate over communicate everything you know I, I would say i'm sure you found it with your team as well the the emotional weight that um leaders are having to carry and having to support um, is, is a lot because this, this, as you said, is, is the year of the pivot in, in a lot of ways, 2020 is the year of winging it, you know, winging it really it. is. I was it's, just going to say yeah, that it yeah, is about winging it. It, it is. is. It's about, it's about saying, Hey, listen, yeah. you know, you're saying it to your team as well. I don't know how yeah. this is going to go. Yeah. I cannot tell you where, where we're going to be in three months, six months, 12 months, two years. I, I cannot tell you, but I need you to trust in me as a leader and step forward with me and step forward into the unknown and we'll go step by step and we'll figure it out as we go. And um, yeah, so, so, so for me, it's, it's been a very, very challenging time, but also there's been a lot of beauty and a lot of discovery and a lot of collaboration. And um, yeah, I've strangely, weirdly kind of enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> I have too. It, it is a strange yeah. and it's the stress. We had to do, you know, some tough, make some tough decisions and, and cuts. And it was just silence in, in, in April and May. So I, I understand, but it's been so exciting. Like I launched the podcast, uh, you know, because I was having all of these great conversations with marketers that were in the same or entrepreneurs that were in the same situation. I said, wow, others want to hear, like we want to be there for people. And, and what I love also about business chicks is, is you are there, but you're there for thousands and thousands of women. And I just, just think that is just so inspiring and that you were able to 
pivot and, and put this event and events on in, in, in a unique way. When you think about the women, the resources, what, what are some of the resources that they get? Obviously networking, but what, what's the other value that maybe you didn't see, you know, maybe it's not on the website, that, but, but what's some of the other value that these women are getting from connecting with other amazing women in business mm. chicks? It's a great question. It's really, it's often really hard to put into words. I mean, a lot of our members have been members for 10, 11, 12 years. And, you know, we've seen them grow up, we've given them opportunities, whether that's speaking on our stage, whether that's interviewing someone else, whether it's being in our magazine, whether it's connecting them with an investor, whether it's connecting them with a business partner. And I, and I should say, and I didn't answer it well before, but about 40% of our members are business owners and entrepreneurs, and the other 60%, the majority, work for companies, whether they be small businesses or large corporations. So it's certainly not just for business owners, but, you know, I think, I think what makes me light up and continues to propel me and, and get me out of bed and excite me still in my work 15 years um, on now is, is, is the relationships and, and the idea that as leaders, we have to, I, I see it as our responsibility to be infectious and optimistic and hopeful, you know, just despite um, what the world might tell us. So I think with the way we've been able to build our tribe to such a huge size and have the engagement that we have has been based on you know the people that I choose to hang around the people that I choose to bring into my business um and, and they do walk the walk and they talk the talk, you know, they truly do care and they truly are there to serve others, right? So I think that stuff and and you know this, um, you know, authenticity as a marketing tool is something that has been thrown around um for however long. Um but you know people can smell BS a mile off, right? <laughs> yes. and, 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 and when you find people or find leaders or um, find a company that actually cares deeply about the work they do, that cares deeply about the customers they serve, people get a sense of that and they want to be part of it and it becomes magnetic and it becomes, um, it causes a stickiness between you and and your, in our case, our members, but you, for you, it might be your your um, customers. And, you know, I just, I just think they get a sense that something always exciting is happening at Business Chick and it's something I want to be a part of. And, and I think if you ask any of our members, they'd, they'd find it hard to articulate. But, you know, when we get together, I mean, we, I know you're a member now and that's, I, I'm so appreciative of your support, but the experiences we produce for our members are off the charts as well. You know, whether it's a knowledge and study tour in New York or Los Angeles, you know, we partner up with Disney and we go behind the scenes at Disneyland or we partner up with the fire department of New York and learn about culture and leadership with those people, which is just a phenomenal experience. We take members to Richard Branson's Island once a year. I mean, like it's, it's, it's a truly exciting place and a beautiful community. So I, I think what members get the most is, um, you know, being part of something and learning from people who are willing to share experience and willing to give and willing to help. And I, I think, again, you can't fake all of that. It's either there or it's, it's not, you know, it doesn't matter how, how sharp your copy is on your website or how attractive your brand, your, your logo is it people can, people get a sense of, of realness and, and um, the care that you show. Yeah, I love the authenticity piece. It's so true. And it's it's what allows you to make tough decisions too, because if you say stay true to yourself, um, I think that's really, really important reminder as, as well. Well, this podcast is called The Happy Marketer Connection. I would love, you have met so many incredible people along your career. Is there a story that stands, stands out, a positive story, someone you've helped, um, something in your own career, someone that's helped you? I mean, you, yeah. of course, have worked with, but I would just love a positive story that just, um, you know, it's a feel good and it, it, yeah. it leaves, leaves the listeners feeling really good about I this crazy that. world we live in. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that. I love that. Well, let me tell you two really, really quickly. Um, 
two of our members met through business chicks um, and they got married. So that's a really beautiful Amazing. story. Isn't that great? <laughs> um, I'll tell you another little one from, she's a, again, another personal mentor and hero of mine. Um, and it's Diane von Furstenberg, um, who we all know invented the wrap dress, um, phenomenal fashion entrepreneur. She spoke for business chicks and we had this moment at one of the events where she spoke and she was halfway through giving her speech and she was in Q and A with, with an interviewer, but she's just brilliant off the cuff Diane. She just speaks and speaks and speaks. Anyway, at one point she stopped and she said, where am I? And I thought, oh no, like, you know, someone hasn't yeah. briefed her. <laughs> she yeah, doesn't know where she is. It's a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> and the, um, the MC or the host says, you're a business chicks, you know, and she said, no, 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 I, I know where we are. I just want to say this is extraordinary. She says, I really can see that this is so different to anything I've ever experienced before. She said, I get it. I get the name. I get the brand. I get that we're in business. We can also be chicks. I love it. And it was just this beautiful sort of endorsement of the work that we were doing. And, um, you know, Diane's gone on to, to support us um, many, many times. She opens up her headquarters for our, our groups of members. Oh, and wonderful. Um, she's, she's just beautiful. So that's a nice little story of, um, yeah. you yeah, the, the one and only DVF, just um, <laughs> seeing the uniqueness. She's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. And the energy of it. And I think, yeah. again, we will get back there. There will be a time where we all can get together. And um, I, I love that. And the positive stories, I think it is really important for the listeners to, to know that we're all here for each other too. It just sounds like you have this incredible community of people to support each other um, and help be a connector of them. So I do want to say to the listeners that if they become a member of Business Chicks, I was shocked. It's only 47 dollars. It's so cheap. It's so cheap. <laughs> so I will have all, all the women in my company, of course, will sign up, but it does include a hard copy of your book, Winging It. So that's yes. also really exciting, um, really exciting opportunity because this is the year of winging it for sure. <laughs> so any final thoughts, any comments before we end the podcast? I'm so grateful to have you, Emma, as a guest here today. Oh, no, I just want to say thank you for the opportunity. It's really, really generous of you to share, you know, your platform with other people and I'm sure your audience um, would feel exactly the same. So I just appreciate the chance to chat with you today. Oh, thank you so much. And how do people connect with you? What's the best sure, way to yeah. connect with you or find business chicks? Thank you so much. So we're on Instagram at business chicks or I'm Emma Isaacs. Um, you can find me at emmaisaacs.com or businesschicks.com. Great. Well, thank yeah. you so much, Emma. Appreciate your time today. Thanks, Susan. Emma, thank you so much for being our guest today. I really appreciate your time and such good lessons in reminding us that winging it means really saying yes, and you'll work out the details later. It's less spending less time trying to plan everything and don't let your fears get in your way. You know, it's really about starting to be comfortable with the uncomfortable. So, and I really encourage all of our listeners to join Business Chicks and of course, get a copy of Emma's new book, Winging It. To learn more stories and lessons from happy marketers, really be sure to subscribe to the Happy Marketer Connection podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. To learn more about community building, our Vesta Solutions delivers community-powered marketing to elevate your digital presence, deliver predictive insights, and transform your consumers into lasting brand advocates. The world is fast and ever-changing, and we are here to help you future-proof your business via community-powered marketing. I also welcome you to connect with me on LinkedIn or Twitter at Sue Freck and find us at Vesta-Go.com. Thank you.